0: Maybe circumstances change in your life. and You look at the same Scripture, and it speaks in a different way. The Word of God is awesome. That's why it's different than any other book in the world. But as I looked at this Scripture, and I thought, do you know, do you know, you folks sitting out there that really, really love the Lord, do you know that you're an answer? You're an answer to prayer. Somebody, somewhere sought God on behalf of a very serious problem, a very serious problem, and Almighty God has answered that prayer By giving them you. It's the truth. God. God said, Okay, I'm going to answer the prayer of this saint or this person by giving them you. And here's where that scripture comes to pass. Matthew chapter 9, starting with verse 35. And Jesus He said to them, pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. You are the laborers. You are the answer to that prayer. Somewhere, sometime, eons, decades ago, last week, someone prayed, God, we need people. We need laborers to work the fields. The harvest is truly white. And ready to be reaped. But Lord, we need people. We need people that will go and share and and speak about the goodness of God. Be witnesses unto the great gospel, the good news. Lord, send us harvesters, send us laborers. And here you sit. Here you are. You're the answer. How you doing? How's your harvest been? Seriously, do you see that? I mean, I would always look at that. So, okay, the Lord is the Lord of the harvest. We've got to cry out to Him for laborers. and we would, Lord, bring us. People, God, and forgetting, I'm the answer to that prayer. I'm the answer. You're the answer to that prayer. And I hope you'll see that. Now we know that Romans 10 gives us the big key because we're saved. By the precious Word of God. And it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. People need to hear the Word of God. You are the laborers. Okay? And you might strike up a conversation talking about the weather or some ball team, but eventually you better get to the Word of God. Because it's the only thing that works in people. We look at people... And we just look at the exterior. We have no clue what's going on inside. And if you can just speak the Word of God, when God brings these people across your path, and you know when there's an open door. You can sense it. My brother was out here this week, and I prayed all week, God, let me sense that open door. Let me see it. And so I just didn't sit there and say, let him say something. Let him say something. He's not going to say something. He's not going to say to me, will you talk to me about God, please. But inside he might be. Not on the outside. Hardly ever does someone do that. So I did. I went fishing. Now, he didn't bite very good. But my job was to fish, to go out there and see through some things out there. We had a cousin that died recently, my brother's. 63, my cousin was 62, and I'm 60, so he's right. We were close. He died, but he was born again. And so I shared that with them. And there wasn't really any response, but God says, Faith cometh by hearing. They need to hear, and you're the answer. You're the one that is to speak the words of God to people. And we're not doing this. We're not doing very good. I mean, just... If we could, and we had the courage and the guts. How many people have you spoke to, truly spoke to, about the things of God this year? And this is the end of October. Ten months. Almost 300 days have gone by. Just think. This is, I want you to think. And, and it is it is shame on us, but I want you to see how how we're not doing the work of God. Why should God come in His power and His majesty and His might when we're not doing the work of God? We've lost it. We've lost the call. The call is not to come and sit here and just eat everything up and to consume it on yourself or wait for the next big name to come through with a conference. That's not the call of God. The call of God is to save sinners. Souls, number one... Christ came for that. And somewhere along the way, through time and decades and fancy orators behind pulpits like this, we've changed everything. Because it's uncomfortable to talk about the things of God out there. So why should the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, come? The Comforter comes when you find yourself in uncomfortable places, he comes and said, you can do it, you'll be all right, just speak it out, just open your mouth, just hang in there, you can do it, and so if we really truly step out, we will meet the power of God, and we will see when God does His wonderful works, when people hear. Now, my brother really didn't resonate to the sound, but that's all right, he will, there's at least something in his ears now he knows that he didn't know about our cousin who just died. I said, yeah, I mean, he was a real idiot. But in the last few years, he got right with God. He was born again. That's resonating now in my brother's ears. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, Because when you received the Word of God, which you heard of us, how'd you get right? Now, in Pittsburgh, I was a big fan of hockey. And I've told this before. I mean, this is how dumb I was in spiritual things. But the only time I would hear that word save was in a hockey game. You know what I'm talking about? Most of you? When the guy shoots the puck and the goalie kicks it away and they all save. <laughs> it's the truth. I've never heard that word that I needed to be saved. Until I was 24 years old. Never heard it. It never resonated. No one ever said it. There was no resonators. And the first time I heard it, it resonated. You're kidding. What? And then everything flashed, and I would pick up Ruth for dates. I would go past this one tree by the road that she lived on, a white sign. I told you in red letters, Jesus saves. And for years, drive by that, and saves what? And then what was spoken, and then everything resonated. Are you kidding me? You're the answer to prayer. People may be dead in heaven now, been crying out for a witness, maybe in this town. Here you sit. Here you are. Your answer to prayer. That says, the word of God which we heard of us, which you heard of us, you received it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believeth. This thing is alive. It works in us. It's in my brother's head now. And I'm praying that it deposits down into his heart. And the next time I say something again, he might not say a whole lot. I don't care. It's going to continue to get into him. This word hearing means heard, the sense of hearing. The thing heard it means instruction. That's what you have to give people. You have to speak to them and look for them open doors. Now, I didn't keep pounding it because my brother really didn't respond a whole lot. Not that time. But at least they did something instead of just playing golf with them and eating and talking about the Steelers and the Penguins and yes, see you later. You must speak the Word of God into those people that are around your lives. You are an answer to prayer. So fulfill that answer. Romans 10.18 tells us, but I say, have you not heard... Yes, verily, their sound went out into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Their sound. Resonate. The sound. You have no clue who's going to respond to it. People, when I was young, and those who I ran around with, they swore I was the one that would never respond to the Word of God. Never. Never. And at this point, to the crew that I ran around with, I'm still the only one that it resonated with. You cannot go by the surface. You cannot go by what you see and what they look like and all the tattoos and all the various markings and all the things we get into and all the things that you think they should look like. Be sure they could resonate to the gospel. I am the one that resonated. I told you we got the call from the almost like my second mother back then, saying, is this the Joe DiVincenzo that ran around with my son, Billy Bittner? And Ruth said, yes. Is he the one? And did he really get saved? And they could not believe it just because of exterior and that which I grew up with and that which I was supposedly belonged in as a religion, could not believe it. But it resonated. Hearing. That's what that means. Hearing. Things resonate, make sounds. <clears throat> we used to live down what was called Little Whitley, down in Oakland, down the street, John Kerr Street, and the stadium that where the Pirates and the Steelers and all them played was uh, probably 200 yards away. It was massive and was almost like a big shadow over where we lived. And you didn't even have to go to the ball game; you knew what was going on. If it was dead silence, you knew your team stinks. (laughs) Nothing going on. And all of a sudden, you hear a roar, and you would run to the radio. What happened? What happened? Who made the catch? Who made the hit? Because it resonated down through the hall, Little Italy, And people knew something wonderful was happening, something great. And when they talked about the Lord and where, where the enemy was all around them and That who was charged, David said, go get the ark of God, which represented the presence of God. And they were in an unwinnable situation. With gloom and despair. And when that's on you, you never are pumped. You're always looking down, weeping. And the presence of God came in and there was a roar that came into the camp. The Bible says that the earth rang out. God's here. And it resonated through the valley. and brings strength and comfort to the people. You're the resonators. And you're making no sound. And the world is screaming at them. Screaming. Deuteronomy 31.11 says, When all Israel has come to appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing... In their hearing. Now, I don't know about my brother yet. He has ears, but I don't know if he's hearing. But that's not going to make me stop speaking into his ears. Every little opportunity that I can, whether it's email, text, I don't care what it is anymore. Be a text evangelist. Seriously, get it in their ears. Speak to them. Pray for the anointing of God. Pray for opportunities and then fish. Resonate the sound of the gospel, especially by your life. Especially by your life. In their hearing, you must speak the Word of God in people's lives whenever you can. Look for the opportunities. Go to Thanksgiving dinner with them, which will be coming up look for the opportunities. I dreamt about this last night. It was so real. I was disappointed when I woke up. Seriously, surely you were in it. I was in it and Ruth was in it. And some lady, I don't know, was in it, weeping and crying. And I went up to her and said, are you all right? And she just bawled and fell on the floor crying and Ruth and Shirley were ministering to her, and she brought us to her house in and, and the dream. And we said, man, let's just pray. Next thing I know, the, the husband fell to his face because he was under a convicting of not serving God like he should. And, and in my dream, I'm going, this is awesome. And then the alarm went off, and I went, oh, man. You ever have them where you really think it's real? I'm like, oh, man. Because it just see, they're all over the place but we go by exterior and we make no sound or we make a strange sound a dumb sound Isaiah 55 8 says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways," saith the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways that's why I get my favorite answer uh uh You're asking me to figure out unbelievable God. Uh huh. I still don't even know how he changed this person without a big scar and a whole thing going on inside of me. How did he do all that? I don't know. Well, it says God's ways are so much higher than my ways. Even as what you look outside, and some of you are Facebook and trying to find the meteorites. And that's how far your thoughts are from God. Just resonate the sound. For as the rain cometh down and snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, it maketh bring forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now here's the key. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It's God's word. You're just a vessel, just a tool. That's it. You're just a mouth and it's toolbox. Get one that works It's not rusty or corrupt or bitter when it's supposed to be sweet. Making confusion out of, just get a tool that works. Resonate the love of God, the truth of the gospel, not only with your words, but certainly with your life. So shall my words be that go out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And then my brother goes back home, and I don't know when I'll see him again. I left home when I was twenty. That's forty years ago. Different directions. He spent a lot of time on the East Coast, and now I'm out here. But now I pray, God, when He lays that head upon the pillow, when the Steelers are off, and the Penguins are off, and life's off, and the world's off, yep. let it resonate. Jimmy D. was saved. Jimmy, our cousin in Detroit. God says, my word will not come back void. You do not know who the sound of the gospel will resonate to. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't speak it. You must speak the word of God. There's no use for us to be praying for the holiness of God and for the presence of God, and for an invasion of God, the Holy Ghost, if we don't walk in it, if we don't use it. You know the difference between fallow ground and... <clears throat> fallow ground is the ground that's looks the same every year. It's never disturbed, never agitated. You don't have to go through horrible things. It's not adventurous. It's not anything. But God says it's time to break up that fallow ground. What's the plow of the word? What are you doing? You ain't saying a thing. And it hurts, and it bugs you, and it gets to you. And then there are other things that God's got to get out in order. Or you could just be a fallow ground. Leave me alone. I'm not hurting anybody. You're not doing anything. Making no sound, no progress. You're not growing anything. But no one's bugging you. You're not being agitated, and that's what the church has become. And the word of God is a plow. This thing should be plowing in you. I mean, you're the answer to prayer. You are someone prayed, and you are now one of the laborers that God has sent into His field. How are you doing? We know why we get dead silent when we ask stuff like that because we're not doing too good, we're just not. So, why not just say, Okay, God, do what you got to do to make us a true church, to really make us what we need to be? That word resonate means to strike a chord, it means a message that resonates with its voters. And they've been knocking on my door this week. All the trustees that want to be a trustee where I live. They're giving you dumb little gifts with their names on them. I I forget the first one was. Yo, an ink pen. Like, man, just what I wanted. (laughs) Or a letter opener. And I went, man, that's pretty good. Who's this guy? (laughs) So it resonates. It resonates. And really, listen, it's better than the dude that never came around who wants to run for something because he's hoping his name on a pen or a letter opener resonates when I walk into the booth and say, where did I see that name from? And God says that this message will resonate if he has resonators that will speak it. I'm going to introduce you to some people. Patrick, Mary, and Gwen. That's their names. And we're going to look at these people. We'll check out one, and I'm going to read you a verse. We're going to check out another, and I'm going to read you a verse. And I do not believe anybody out there will deny that this would happen around you. It does. You Ready? Okay, let's just look at them. They're only a couple minutes long. I follow the scripture, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Do you know how many people need to know there's hope? They turn to our government. They turn to a new election, a new idea, They turn to drugs. They turn to sex, pornography. They turn to everything for some type of hope. And there isn't any. Except the blessed hope that you have to resonate to them. Wouldn't you love to have the eyes of Jesus? Instead of the eyes that we have, we look at color of skin. We look at clothing, piercing, tattoos, conduct, where they live. We look at all kind of things. And you can't say you don't know how to do this, because you do. You do. I thought of that the other day when we were at the hospital. Jumped in the elevator, had to go up nine floors, and there was a guy in there with the Pittsburgh Steeler jacket on. And I almost instantly said something to him. let someone have a Buckeye shirt on or something on and you'll say something how about them Buckeyes you won't know him from a cake of soap you won't have any clue if he's a drug addict a murderer you don't care he's got something and yet when it comes to the answer when it comes to Jesus we won't say a word nothing nothing And so Gwen goes without hope, Mary goes without comfort, and poor Patrick, because the church won't speak, and you're the church. So this is what I say, and I heard Pastor Carter Conlon scream this in one of those videos I've shown you a while back. We have forgotten why we're here. We have forgotten our call. We think our call is to receive something every Sunday, to to somehow fix your life, to comfort your life, to add to your life. and No, you're an answer. You're an answer to prayer, to pay the price, to go out and sacrifice. Sacrifice your time. You don't run through Walmart because you got to get home. No, you just go there and you kind of look, and if God does something, you spend that time and don't think about the dishes that are in the sink or the flowers that needed to be What a silly sacrifice that is. So this is the word for today. Resonate. Speak the word of God. Share the gospel. Talk about what Jesus has done for you and in your life. The church is not for seminars. Not for fellowships but it's to win the lost. It's to be a witness. It's to spread the gospel. I've given you this scripture before, and we're going to have a final clip, and then at that final clip, Michael and the band can come forward. Moses said this when he had millions of Jews in the desert. He said, the only way we're going to be able to communicate, didn't have phones, text, is with trumpets. And when you hear a certain sound of the trumpet, come running. That's what he said to them. In Numbers 10, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver, Of thy whole peace shalt thou make them, that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When you blow an alarm, then the camps that lie on the east parts shall go forward. So they had a system. Two trumpets go, this happens. One goes, this happened; One short one, one long one, and spoke to the people what they were to do. You're God's trumpet. But the church is making strange sounds stupid sounds that God guarantees you to be rich and successful. Where is that? There's no notes like that in this. This is your music book. They're not in here. Jesus came to save sinners like you and me. Blow that note. Make that sound. Church is making strange sounds. And it says in Corinthians, for if the trumpet given uncertain sound who shall pre- prepare himself to the battle we're given uncertain sounds and the world's just going past us Wants nothing to do with us because we're making dumb sounds let's play our last clip please Andrew Michael or... I know you're here somewhere you I saw you, thank you Mike. stand please this is our altar call this is what I want you to ask the Lord I hope that you will if you're a Christian if you've been making an uncertain sound blowing the trumpet but it's not this music it's what you want it to be what you think it ought to be what you feel like it should be then don't blow the trumpet anymore stop blowing the trumpet Serious, I'm serious. Stop making uncertain sounds. Talking about how wonderful God is and just going and boozing it up with the crowd or however, screaming profanities at the football game. or Don't blow the trumpet anymore, please. You're going to be held accountable for that. But ask God for a new trumpet. Ask Him this morning, God, Please. Give me the right trumpet to blow. And for the rest of us, come to the altar and say, God, give me eyes to see. Because that's all I see. Sometimes I see jerks and goofs and idiots and dumb kids and pull your pants up and serious. I don't see them like Jesus. I see idiots. Dirty people, snobs. What a sad testimony that is. Lord, I need your eyes. I need your eyes, God. And so that's going to be our altar call. Ask for the eyes of Almighty God. And ask for the trumpet. And make a clear sound. They will respond. They're out there. As you do your part, resonate the sound, they'll come. Some will, some won't, but they'll come. The Gwens will come. There's hope for me, but I was doomed. The Mary's heartbroken. He can repair my heart. People have lost Children. resonated. Our altars are open.